0: And welcome to the American Scouser podcast. My name's Jamie, just the the second half of of the Irish contingent here at American Scouser. And again, we're back again, lads and ladies. Tonight, I have the pleasure with the OG Timuchin. Timuchin, how are you doing? Uh, What's going on, man? All good here. Well, welcome. Welcome, lads and listeners. Um, Thanks for joining us, as always. Um, Tonight, we're going to be discussing, as per usual, a little bit of Liverpool, but uh, there's going to be a tinge, a tint of blue in it tonight because we're talking about the blue noses. The Derby game at the weekend. But with um, a few uh, things in the news, um, I'd like to give you, Timuchin, a chance to talk a wee bit about your boy LeBron.
1: What do you think um, about
2: that? I'm a Laker fan. I'm not one of these guys that's like a LeBron fan, like who follows him around wherever he goes. I'm a Lakers fan and honestly, I mean, I think he's the kind of guy that you'll love him if he plays for you because he kicks really everybody's ass. I'm the guys, you know, something. And I don't get into this, you know, greatest of all time crap because I hate that comparing era stuff. It doesn't work and everybody can make a case for their own guy and stuff like that. I mean, like I I grew up a Laker fan, like huge fan of Kobe, obviously. Um, Probably like I think we talked on the podcast when it's happened. It's probably one of the ones that really hits me hard when you know somebody you follow somebody watched them so many times and kind of like you know apart from a blip here and there like them as a person like a role model and
0: stuff too so of course yeah
2: that kind of hit me hard at the time so it's kind of like a good ending to the year for them and yeah i was happy and made the daughter a huge laker fan in the process because she was watching basketball with me we were watching the playoffs throughout so that's great all good good for him i know there are a lot of people who are not big on him being like a minority owner and stuff like that but hey man at the end of the day i mean we talk about it all the time whether we like it or not it's a lot about dollars it's publicity and
0: great publicity
2: exactly i mean this guy is a known worldwide uh even if you don't follow the sport he's known worldwide it's one of those people like you know tiger woods you know i couldn't care less about golf personally. And I don't follow it, but I know what Tiger Woods is. You know I mean? It's kind of like, Mm. you know, there's certain people that regardless if you follow the sport, like the sport, you know the person. Of course. And, you know, if it brings dollars, sells a bit more jerseys so we can keep our guys happy with, you know, like new contracts or sign new guys and stuff, I'm all for it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I brought it up on uh, the early, early week podcast that uh, kind of tongue in cheek that the Lakers won a thing because I know very little about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, absolutely. Congratulations to them. And as you said about LeBron, he's uh, a huge name in the sporting world. Even uh, a schmuck like me knows who he is, you know. But um, we also talked about, uh, in the early week podcast, we talked about Project Big Picture, which got shut down pretty much immediately. Um Not too much, really, point and delving too deep into it, but what what were your initial reactions when you heard about it and how do you feel about it now?
2: Honestly, when you saw it, you kind of knew it was going to be shut down, but it's all a bargaining thing you kind of like aim for really high so you can hopefully you know you're not going to get that but you want to get to a certain point so you kind of like shoot high so you can kind of when you lower the expectations you're still getting what you want i mean i at the end of the day i guess it's not as big of a bad of a deal because we are involved and we're one of the bigger clubs it is kind of it has a kind of shadiness to it because it does support lower teams but it's almost like offered to those teams that are probably in more financial need at a time where they're gonna be like okay whatever man i'll sign on the dotted line and but down the road obviously it's gonna have like more probably negative implications to them compared to the big six so i think that's kind of like the deal it's almost like these um you know, like the weekly paycheck loan places yeah. <laughs> where they, like, they're like, they like, hey, this is a great deal. I get my money early, but then you're going to be screwed in the long run. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of like, that's the only part probably that I didn't like about it. It's too early. Like I say, they kind of like shoot for the stars there so that they have like a, you know, negotiation points at one end. And then I'm sure it'll kind of like slide towards more commonplace. So it, it is beneficial to the small clubs. Ideally, I mean you want the league to be successful. So the top six is going to want the league to be successful so they can make more money. I mean, if the league is not competitive, obviously it's not going to be watched as much. There's a reason why it is a popular league because, you know, at any given weekend, anything can happen. There's a lot of like more balance. Obviously there's some stronger teams, but I don't know, like it's too early and I'm sure it'll change a lot, but something has to be done obviously to be able to
0: keep Premier League successful yeah I mean obviously with you know the the even the phrase, the current climate these days irks me. it just gets on my skin, but it's it's the thing to say now you know in in the current climate uh that yeah. <laughs> happens in the current climate da, 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 I can't do it um so I mean, it's just one of them things like it's like you said you know you 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 give these big clubs an inch, they'll try and take a mile. Yeah. um and you know i'm i'm no wall street journalist i'm no uh, economist but um the trickle down uh, effect that that it would have would would probably be minimal to the lower league clubs um it would be something no doubt but you know like you said they they got to aim for the stars and bargain their way down it, it probably won't be the last we will hear of it um but you know i'm sure not
2: you would think, yeah, they're going to kind of come down a little bit to make it more, you know, acceptable, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, I like that trickle down thing As always sounds great on paper. Uh, never really happens because not everybody wants the trickle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you do have to do something. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> goes back to your current climate, uh, but to be able to say, I just want to make sure at the same time, it is not a deal where it's kind of like a short term, save their ass kind of a deal for them, but in the long run, they're selling the farm. Uh, so I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about it and it'll evolve over time, but I mean, kind of like how the Premier League came about to start with, ideally, it has to be a system that kind of benefits the lower leagues because, I mean, it's kind of like your support system.
0: Which, it, it's a good thing, I think. I mean, Rick Parry was many things when he was the chief exec of, of Liverpool. He had a, a lot of issues and a lot of the fans, you know, the, the, it, there's a plethora of reasons to hate chief execs and et cetera, et cetera. But um, he was there when the Premier League was founded. He was the original CEO of the Premier League, I believe, or the Premiership, as it was called. Um Leeds United fans will know that name. I think, <laughs> I think they still call it the Premiership. Everybody, everybody else knows it as the Premier League. Leeds United know it as the Premiership. <clears throat> but uh, before we get into talking about the toffees and all that, um, one of the other things we spoke about start of the week was the internationals, which there was a couple of international games as well there midweek. Um, particularly want to mention our boy Hata, Diogo, Jota, um, Hata or Jota? Which one are you? Which, which train are you I'm going with on?
2: Jota. I think it's Jota. Jota. I've right. heard Yota or Yoda. The only reason I like Hata. Jota. We can call him for, Diogo just to be safe.
0: <laughs> right. The only reason I like Jota or Hata is because I started singing, Oh, what a night. Mid-September 2020. Tiago signed and so did he. Oh, God, uh, I heard that. that I, the first thing I thought is, uh, yeah, Jamie will be singing this. <laughs> I mean, look, for all those listeners that don't know me, I, I do like a good sing-along. You're probably going to hear a few chants tonight as well. So uh, that was my little rendition of uh, the new Jota song, and I'm very angry that it hasn't been picked up by anybody, but, you know, we'll work on that. Um, but he scored two and assisted against Sweden. I uh, don't know if you've seen the highlights phenomenal the i mean uh, okay i'll i'll take a step back it was great it wasn't phenomenal he played really well but um just looks up for up for a fight up for a always looking for goal looking for the the cheeky one two the little passing goes. He, he he just looks like a striker who's chomping at the bit to to get himself goals and get on the score sheet which you love to see Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the highlights, but it's definitely worth a watch if you get the chance. Yeah, I uh, mean,
2: I I saw, like, his goal. um, Just basically, like, just the goal highlights, I guess, not the game itself. But uh, I was busy watching Turkey do Turkish things.
0: Uh, But
2: (laughs) (laughs) um, it's, it's a great signing. I think I know, you know, when we sign somebody, you know, we want him out there right away. We want him to, like, produce right away and stuff. But there's a reason. I mean, our press system, I think, is so complex. It's not just, like, pressure the ball. You know, there's a lot more to it. I think people kind of, like, really simplify it and say, oh, you know, he plays defense. He plays defense and he'll pressure and stuff. There's a method to the madness. It's not that just chasing the guy with the ball. It's constantly uh, so it's, it's kind all of, like, of takes, that, you know? It's It takes time to kind of, like, work these players into our system i mean look at any name really except van dyke and obviously Ellison he's in goal. uh but most players we've gotten it's taken months before they're you know in the 11. uh and honestly i feel like he got kind of forced into it due to you know not sadio not being there yeah. um and it's probably one of the things where it exposed the defense a lot more because our pressure up front is not the same you know Villa had too much time on the ball and stuff. I don't want to even remember and go back to the game. But bottom line is, I think he's going to be a great player. He kind of, like, came out of nowhere. He was not on the radar. We heard all these saw rumors and stuff like that. But um, I think he's kind of, like, the kind of player that Klopp likes. He's young. uh, So, I mean, let's face it, we love Mani and Mo. uh, But they're kind of, like, towards their like latter prime years, I guess, in terms of age. So Mm -hmm. you do need somebody to come up the ranks and, you know, fill the gap and give these guys some time off. I mean, if you can do the same thing on the field. So, no, I mean, I think it's like a great signing. I know it came out of nowhere, the financial. I know it's a lot of money maybe if you add it all together, but the way the payment plan was everything like that, I think it's like kind of like a no-brainer. So, looking forward to seeing him, see more of him out there. I think as he gets more comfortable, I mean, here's the thing. When you have a lead in a game, I think that's the kind of guy you can put in there, not drop off at all, and kind of like keep going at it and get, you know, Mane and Mo some rest. I know those guys never want to come out and always make a face because they want to be in there. They want to score goals, but yep.
0: you got to kind of control their minutes and not like beat them to the ground. Absolutely. They're, they're finely tuned resources. You can't run them into the ground all the time. Yep. Um, yep. I will, I have to give uh, Altuszy, uh, uh, a shout out because we were talking about his Poland. Well, actually I called him an American by accident. <laughs> He's Polish. <laughs> um, and, he, uh, we were talking about Poland and who's worse between Poland and Ireland, and now you can enter the conversation with Turkey as well. But uh, he actually has Lewandowski, and Lewandowski just got to like sixty something goals, something like that. He's just behind Robbie Keane in international goals, so I just wanted to rub that in his face. <laughs> uh, my money is on him to beat that number. <laughs> Yeah yeah you know you're probably right I I think <laughs> I think the bookies have suspended betting on that one um, but uh a few other things we could talk about here um I, when we're just talking about uh, Diogo um I don't know I know you're a massive uh FIFA fan and as am I um and I don't know if you watched the unveiling uh video all the players at Anfield at Melwood were given out their their new brand new FIFA games and uh, unfortunately Diogo Jota's copy didn't make it into print quick enough because of his signing so he was uh, he's obviously a massive FIFA player He, he actually beat Trent who Trent is probably one of the best FIFA players in the squad well not anymore Diogo Jota has beaten Trent the scouts are on our team in FIFA and quite a lot of bragging rights going around the dressing room about that one uh, but whilst we're on the topic of um, FIFA and FIFA 21 and all the rest of it, um, the FIFA ratings uh, article by Jordan Armand, um, the American Gerard. Well, I mean, the a lot of talk about what's happened to and chamberlain in 79. He wasn't happy with it. Um, but a lot of talk, especially about Cujo, Curtis Jones.
2: Yeah, brutal. Like who's coming up with these? And I know, you know, you're never going to make everybody happy, but that is like really off. I mean, like you're saying, like the ox thing. I mean, yeah, I guess you can nitpick in like 79 or 80 or 78, whatever, and stuff like that. But you look at Kujo and you look at like how he compares to some of the other guys, like, like Nico and stuff. And he's like, who the hell came up with this number? That was like, a that was probably the one that stuck out to me the most out of Liverpool players.
0: Yeah. It, it definitely irked me. Um, but again, we've got to bring up FIFA 21. You are the champion of the American Scouser FIFA tournament. Um, yes, sir. Don't don't worry. The rumors are already <laughs> abounding that uh, the whole FIFA tournament idea was, in in fact, incepted by yourself just so that you could rub it in everyone's faces. Timurchen is a fantastic FIFA player, and it's it's so infuriating because. I knew this before quite a lot of
1: people did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good thing you didn't warn them, though. That's I things. didn't Thanks warn him. No, I didn't. I didn't. I kept my mouth dumb because then if if I brought it up, I'd only have to mention the amount of times you've royally defeated my ass. Seven one, nine one. I think there was a 9-1 thrown in there. I'm pretty sure you double-digit me a few times. But congratulations nonetheless, and we're swiftly moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good mention there yeah i mean it was
2: fun uh it was good banter too on like the discord channel we created for it and stuff so we'll do the 21 one coming up soon here i think everybody's i know i am like still kind of like warming up to the game every yeah. year the game is same yet different yeah with the same
0: <laughs> so, so, so it'll it's just like, exactly. with it just like every day
2: normality adjustment and stuff so uh i know you know, Jordan, the American Gerard, he's doing a lot of work in the behind the scenes, setting it up, and everything. So we should get the twenty-one, the first one for FIFA twenty-one, started here soon. And then, yeah, thanks to you guys, Everybody's just gutting me. I have like a huge target on my back, uh, so I'll, I'll try to keep running as much as I can. But somebody everybody will be setting up, up
0: with with ten men at the back line and one man in midfield, <laughs> ten men on the goal line, one in midfield.
2: It's been fun though. It's like I say it's good chat. It's like a community thing for American scholars that we do. So um and yeah, we always give prizes away too. I didn't take the prize, obviously. Didn't yeah. want to give your your prize, prize is
0: gloating, which you know you you never do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except every podcast. I'll bring it
2: up. I'll make sure to
0: bring it up. <laughs> so um shall we move on to the toffees? The blue noses. It. the. Dare we call them the noisy neighbors? No, yeah, I'm not, not even going to use that Alex <laughs> Ferguson term. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this is the first time that Everton are going into a Merseyside Derby as Premier League leaders since 1989. That's That what? in and of itself is mad. Um, their Their entire purpose... Uh, is to talk about Liverpool. Everton fans, they 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 rarely could tell you who they play next, but I guarantee you they know who <laughs> Liverpool play next. Um, they are flying high. Of course, they've beaten Spurs and teams you'd expect them to beat. But um, you, what's your what's your thoughts coming up to the weekend?
2: I think when we talked in the beginning of the season, we knew they were gonna do much better. I mean, I, I, I mean, I felt they would just because they have a good coach, and he brought in players. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you look. I mean, they spend a lot of money every summer. Yeah, uh, but it's almost in most cases it feels like buy just to buy and buy just to be able to spend money and hope that it kind of works. I felt like this was probably the first off season where. They brought in players that they you know, Angelotti knew and had worked with before. Yeah. And I mean, we know, I mean, like I say, just by experience, I mean he's always been a tough, you know, coach to play against us, you know, against for us. Yeah. So uh I mean we knew like with some of the players they brought in, they were gonna be tough. And like you said, they had a good start, but I mean we were obviously only like, you know, four weeks in. So we'll see what happens long run. But I really feel like they will be they will finish in the top six. And I, I say that more based on Angelotti than anything else, really, because uh, I think he can like, keep him up there. Uh, but, I, I mean, in some ways, this is a great game. I kind of like don't like it after the international break, like going into big games, but the way, obviously, after the Villa game and stuff, mm-hmm. I think this is a good game to get back on track and easier to motivate coming back from an international break. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know, like playing home against Burnley or something like that.
0: Yeah. The the old adage is form always goes out the window with big Derby games and yep. big big event games. Um which, you know, regularly, uh I would say in the current climate I would say <laughs> Um, <laughs> we should have we should put a counter in the corner so every time we say ding, it it's just ding, like ding. The <laughs> Um Regularly, I would say the the waiting period, especially after a, a heavy defeat, which we're trying not to mention, um, <laughs> especially after that game against Villa, a, a, a long wait of two weeks. It, you'd kind of be sitting there hating life, and I I kind of feel the opposite way on this one, but because. Form goes out the window I'm sure everybody on hand at melwood is is training and ready to to bounce back and prove that you know it was a blip we you know two and a half years of being absolutely unbearably beautifully brilliant you know of course there's going to be a blip somewhere down the line, but I think it's a a good a good time for us to play everton. I don't think it's a good time for them to play off because of all the things I've just said.
2: I would agree to that, actually. I mean, I feel like even now, even after all this, the pressure is more on them to show that, you know, they are serious. Whereas, you know, for us, I mean, obviously, this team has proven to be mentally strong. Mm-hmm. over the last two seasons. So there's no debating that. Whereas if you're gonna question mental toughness of any of those two clubs, you would obviously question Everton more. And like you're saying, when form goes out the window, it usually goes back to more of the I mean obviously quality, but aside from that, you know, the mental toughness overall and the focus that you can keep on a game. So and when you're looking at that, obviously the money is gonna be on Liverpool. Uh, but, yeah, I agree that it's a good game to come back for us and probably not as much for them, especially after an international break. I mean, let's face it, what, what these games, both sides are always up for it. Exactly. And even when we're, you know, like dominating everybody else, you know, we've had like some tough close games and stuff like that. So uh, it, even though the result seems to be a gimme over the last, what, 10 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I mean, the games itself never are. Uh, but I have like confidence, especially with everybody almost coming back, I'm confident that, you know, we'll see what we're used to seeing. I'm not saying we're definitely going to win or we're definitely going to blow them out or whatever, but I think we're going to see more of what we've been used to seeing over the last two years compared to what we saw like last weekend.
0: Well, two. Yeah, weekends. absolutely. Um, I did see in the news there that, um, so the, uh, the training tops are pretty much tops this week. Um, There'll be a a fan supporting food banks patch on the shirts on the um, pre-match tops only. And that's to mark the fifth anniversary of the volunteer group that has fed thousands of families across the Merseyside region, which is just brilliant. And even better, the warm-up tops are then going to be signed by the players and used to raise much needed funds to sustain the demand for emergency food parcels during the ongoing COVID-19 uh, pandemic, which is great. I mean, it, <laughs> to get the chance of uh, getting assigned Liverpool top and doing something great for for the Liverpool community and people in general—that's that's a wonderful thing.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the things. I mean, obviously, you know, I, being from Turkey, obviously, there's like a huge like new rivalries in Istanbul and stuff like that. That's one thing huge. I like about the Liverpool rivalry, where it's just as nasty and ugly, you know, in terms of like the banter and on the field and stuff like that. But the unity, the two clubs have outside, uh, for the city. I mean, uh, you know, for, you know, like for, you know, ju- you know, the justice for 96, exactly. You know, all those concepts. I mean, the unity they've shown, I think is pretty special, uh, while still keeping that hatred and anger on the field and yeah. you know like the rivalry i think that makes it pretty cool and it's kind of like good to watch it's what it should be all about at the end of the day yeah uh, i don't think a lot of rivalries can really say that no so. it splits households you know
0: and, and and the same way in in um in turkey as well my my um uncle uh my auntie actually married a turkish man and i've, I've been to turkey a few times and i i've Talk to my uncle all the time. He's a massive football fan. Um, I believe he's a Fenerbahce fan as well. Um,
2: uh, I already like him, so <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So I, I'm well acquainted with uh, with the rivalry in in Istanbul. Um, but I was going to mention uh, that you didn't see there was a viral video of a young lad dressed in an Everton kit. I think he was wearing a Dominic cavalier loon shirt, and he jumped out at Anfield and he started singing i i can't remember if he started singing we're top of the league or no it was um it's a it's a movie it's a scouse movie what's it called um oh i forget it oh god i'm a terrible person <laughs> but it's basically about the the merseyside rivalry um,
2: oh i know i i i literally just watched
0: it what's it called
2: the red and blue the red and blues I think it yeah, might I think be. that's what it is. Yes. I believe
0: it is a red and blue. So the young, we we'll a bunch and of comments saying out. we were wrong, but yeah. I
2: think that's what it was. I literally yeah. just saw somebody link it uh, off of YouTube in the, in our like um, Facebook group.
0: So yeah, it's a good one. Um, and so this kid jumps out of the car and his mom is videoing it and he jumps out of the car and he goes red and white shade, red and white shade, which is a famous uh, Everton song that they sing. So now that I've just abused all our Liverpool listeners with uh, an Everton song, we'll give them a little song of our own, shall we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't won a trophy, you have won a trophy, you have won a trophy since 1995, since 1995. <laughs> or we could just change it up and say that they haven't been top of the league since 1989. 1989. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the head-to-heads, obviously, is... Um, Massively in our favour. We're 24 wins, 23 draws and, and nine wins for Everton. Um, with Pickford in or out of form, I don't really know how you would really judge that character. He's in form, in his own personal little form. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can see a mistake in him. Everybody can. Um, possibly, can, can Bobby get a goal this weekend? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm
2: sure he can see a mistake in himself too. But uh, yeah, I, actually, I'm glad kind of like you brought that up because I've seen like so many discussions and I love how people that kind of like go with the flow all this time while yeah. we're winning can sometimes like crawl out of their holes when like, you know, one bad result comes and something that's been actually, they haven't liked all these years, they can just kind of bring it out. Like the 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 Bobby hate going on recently that I've said disgusting. online. It's disgusting. People, like, literally putting in quotation marks, like, the little things he does. Uh, and that just tells me you don't understand the little things he does. That's
0: it. That's you the, just in, put in those stupid
2: quotation like, marks. That's yes. a red flag. Yeah, Ding. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just gave it away that you're not understanding anything he does. And yeah. we had these same people with Henderson before. And now they've come out. You know, when Henderson played great, it was, not, those people had to go back in their holes. Mm-hmm. And now, unfortunately, we're getting for, like, Gomez and Bobby. And... I mean that's not I mean, yes, would we have liked him to smash in a couple more? Obviously, but without him doing what he does and the setup work he does, more and money are that not the same. It's just that's just the way it is. And if you Absolutely. don't understand that, either you're not watching this team or you I don't know, you don't know what you're watching, or you just have like a different agenda and you just want something totally different than what we're playing right now. And this is how we've been winning the last two seasons. So, guess what? We're going to, I mean, people were talking literally about like benching Bobby. And I, I unless that plane lands late, I just don't see that happening, yeah. especially with the game he had for Brazil. And exactly. I don't know if you saw that. Actually, he was talking about how his role in Brazil is a lot more different. different. Yeah. And he I mean, was, was actually told uh, to stay yeah. up front and stop stop coming back to help defend. And, you know, we're a creature of habits. That's what he's expecting. He probably gets his ass shoot if he doesn't track back. Exactly. We were pulled by Klopp. So, um, Especially after the game he had and the scoring he had, I was kind of really happy to see that. Have him finish in Brazil because uh, I think that will give him some confidence. I I think part of it is confidence with him because uh, I remember it was I want to say it was like last season, middle of the season. Uh, like after he scored, he went to Klopp, and you know Klopp said after the, in the post game uh, you know something regarding. About you know like Bobby telling him that he felt bad because he wasn't finishing as much and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I want to say it was like mid-season last
0: season. Yeah, or yeah. Like that.
2: So I think part of the, part of it is probably mental in his head. So I was really happy to see that in Brazil, and I really think we'll see. He loves away games. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah. and
0: let's do it. Yeah, well, and then we
2: will put in Divac off the bench so he can go his traditional <laughs> time time Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. i love with that. Um, do you even want to bother doing a, 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 a score prediction? You might give away your, um, your predictor league.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. Actually, before we even get to the predictor league, uh, this is a good time to bring our friend Ola on uh, to talk about uh, some of his fantasy tips. He's, the climbing, fantasy up tips. The, yeah, he's absolutely. climbing up the rankings. So hey, I know. What's... I'm
0: looking behind my shoulder, waiting on him. Mate. I'm sitting <laughs> you there. Are, yeah. you, you boys are all up there in, in, the, in the dizzying heights. I'm down here in the 30s and 40s, and Ola is right behind me. So I think saying that, with Ola right behind me, it gives me a little bit of hope. So let's, uh, let's listen to what Ola has to say.
2: So in this usual segment, we have Ola joining us for our weekly fantasy recap. Ola, how's it going, man?
1: Not bad at all. Glad to join you guys again.
2: Well, thanks for joining us, and hopefully you can help some of the listeners out over here. So I know even just looking at the standings from last week, it was kind of like a rough week in terms of uh, points. So anybody actually who did well last week was able to gain a lot of ground. So a lot of goals, but I think it was mainly because of it was coming from unexpected sources, <laughs> as opposed <Yes>.
1: to.
2: <laughs> so we wouldn't even go there. We're trying to not mention the game at all. So yes, uh, yes. So, <laughs> what was your take on this last week? Looking at that week of fantasy, we we had to go. What was your like big takes on it?
1: Uh, like somebody said, I think the, the, the last last round of games is like yeah, twenty twenty. Um, in, encapsulated, encapsulated in, in one round of fixtures in the Premier League. <laughs> it felt like it. It just, it just felt like a shocking weekend with goals flying in. But like you said, the goals were coming in from unexpected sources. So, um, Talking about Fantasy League especially, I think this, this shows that it's going to be a very competitive season because you have a wide range of players to choose from who necessarily don't have to be expensive, but who can still deliver you a lot of points. So we'll start with um, like somebody like um, Callum Wilson, uh, Newcastle United. Um, I actually have him, but I didn't captain him. But he scored four goals in four games. So it's 6.5 million. And also then you have Ollie Watkins. The less said about him, the better. Yeah, but you can get him for 5.9 million. So basically my main point is, um, it's it's it bodes well because what's happened sometimes with fantasy football is everybody ends up getting maybe not everybody but like a large percentage of people buy the same set of odds players. But now this season you have so many people who are scoring points. You still have um, the Everton players who are doing well surprisingly, um, and they're also chipping enough, they're scoring a lot of points. You have Danny Ing scoring points. And so it's not just the big eaters, not just the sellers, not just the Kevin De Brayers. They're not the only ones scoring. You have the cheaper options who are also scoring. And so yeah, it's 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 good. It makes it more fun because then you have a wide range of choices. And hopefully um some of our Liverpool players continue bagging in the points too.
2: Yeah, I hope so, because I have obviously the maximum possible, which is three, but um so I, I agree though. I mean it is kinda the fact that it comes from Sources that you would not normally expect in terms of points, it does give everybody uh in the league hope in being able to like jump up like thirty, forty spots in like one weekend just because there's that potential and a lot of like these cheap guys that can, you know, like give you some like extreme points for that week and make you like bounce up to standing. So everybody is still in it. It's pretty tight. I mean, even looking at the rankings right now, I mean, there's not a huge difference between uh, our number one, Slov, has been kind of like taken off with 280 points. But yeah, it, I, it's flying away between with like it. like the fifth. <laughs> I mean, between the fifth and the 50th, there's only like, we're only talking like 30, 40 points in total. It's too early yeah. in the game. So, what are your some like tips for players to, I guess, drop and give up on? Or have you given up? Or, or is it too early to give up on some of your investments early on?
1: Um, not actually. Um, for me, I'm, I'm using my wildcard for this game week. Uh, this is what I usually do. I wait three games or um, three or four weeks into the season. So I have uh, more information about who's looking good, who's not looking good, things like that. So um, I wait, I specifically waited on this week because I wanted to be sure, um, because of the transfer deadline, I wanted to be sure which players were going where and which players you know, like we're coming into the new clubs. So I've used my wildcard. And to answer your question, because I've used my wildcard, I've definitely kicked out some underperforming players replaced <laughs> <to laughs> replace them because, yeah, there are a couple of players I've given up on straight away. So Mason Greenwood, for example, I had Mason Greenwood, well, because he scored quite a few goals for United last season and it was not expensive. But yeah, it's been crap. So I <laughs> kicked him out. He's gone. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, so things like that. So players like that, um, Timo Werner for Chelsea. I didn't have him, but if we have Timo Werner, it might be the best time to get rid of him because his price is dropping and it doesn't seem like he's going to bag a lot of goals because the way Chelsea have been playing him, I don't think it's the best way to play him. So that might be another player to get rid of. Um, Some of the new players that have just come in, well, we can. Some people might take a punt on Cavani for Man United. Um, I don't. I don't. I won't do that, but some people can because United probably need somebody who's going to be a proper centre forward because Marshall and Rashford don't look like proper centre forwards for them. So maybe you might get a few goals. That might be somebody you might consider bringing in if you're trying to get somebody different. Um, there are also players coming in like Son. This this was a tragedy of the weekend, to be honest, uh, team. Um, Son, because Jose Moreno played his mind games and said, oh, Son is injured, he's going to be out for quite a while, oh, Son is going to be, we're going to miss him, and then Son came back within a few days and played, and what happened That when he said that initially a lot of people sold Son and um, missed out on the two goals he scored for Spurs against United? So that was the real tragedy. So what has happened now is because he's fit, a lot of people have bought him. 996,000 people have bought Son back (laughs) because because, he's in form. He's He's in form. It looks like he's going to be the one scoring a lot of goals um, along with Harry Kane. So Son will be somebody to bring in. Um, Jack Grealish is looking popular. 416,000 people have bought him in coming into this weekend. And the reason is um, he's playing more in the front three before, because he used to play maybe like a attacking midfielder. So he wasn't scoring as many goals. But this season, it seems like he might be scoring a lot of goals as we saw in the match <laughs> against Liverpool. So that's somebody you might be looking, keeping an eye on. It's not expensive. It's just 7.1 million at the moment. So those are the kind of players you're looking to bring in. You're looking around to see who is who is banging from, who has been scoring goals, who has been making assists. They... Main issue now is the clean sheets. I don't think there will be many clean sheets this season, Tim. I think the teams, are, um, because of the pandemic, because of the empty stadia, um, the, 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 the statistics are showing that um, defenses are, not, are making more errors. Defenses are making more errors, and they're not as concentrated. So if you have expensive defenders, this might be the time to just maybe trade down on a couple of expensive defenders. Um, I personally have, um, I had Trent, but I've traded him down to Robertson. So I saved 0.5 million because um, I I don't want to have too many expensive defenders. I don't think they are going to be too many clean sheets (laughs) for the next few months. I think they are just going to be goals galore each weekend. So those are my tips for now.
2: Well, hopefully I can use them. I wish you gave me this Son Mourinho tip last week because I'm one of those victims. That comment hurt because I was one of those people. that I I thought he was not going to play just mainly due to the injury. It happened to me too. backfired.
1: I was so angry. (laughs) It happened to me too. I sold him and I missed out on all the points and now I have to buy him back. You know, so yeah.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm gonna be headed next, probably, is the transfer market to get him back because he was great for me. I think, like, what was that one week? He scored three or four goals or whatever. Is yeah. probably one of the main reasons I'm kind of like hanging around towards the top still. So, yeah. well, well uh, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll talk again next week, and no, uh, hopefully, we won't have made the mistakes by then.
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully, we'll have a good debut result, and we have um, Salah Mane and a clean sheet. Oh, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, welcome.
2: Yeah, so he's um, he's building up, man. He has the strategy down. That's the fantasy man right there.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, Ola. Um, always good for a couple of tips, and um, I'll be paying extra special attention to them to uh, see if I can move up the ranks a little more. Um, But it's good fun. You know, it's all, all, like we were saying, it's all a bit of banter. It's another avenue to to talk with your mates about. And um, we all need an excuse to do that these days. Especially
2: in this current climate. In this current
0: climate. (laughs) (laughs) We need some distractions. (laughs) Ola didn't get the memo. There was no in this current climate with Ola. Oh, he didn't score on that round. Um, Okay,
2: so yeah, I'm going to give up. I actually already did my prediction league for this week, uh, literally after last week. Uh, Last week ended because, as always, I forgot to do it, and I woke up late and I missed the first two gimme games in my pick. So I'm like, I'm going to do this now so I don't forget. I usually try to do everything on Friday. That's why we actually post on the page on Friday too. We post your tips and stuff like that so that, you know, people do At I think this is a good reminder to go and do it now because God knows we're going to be up
0: early on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not too bad for me, but, you know, the rest of the people on the on the West Coast, God, I I, I dare to dare to think. What, getting up at 4.30, 5 o'clock on a, on a Saturday morning feels like... I usually get up quite early, Monday to Friday, so Saturdays, 7.30 is the earliest.
2: I think I would probably stay up, play some FIFA, and then just go straight into the game.
0: Really. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the way to do it right there. That way, if we win, you can go to bed happy. But if we lose, you can just go to bed and forget about it. <laughs> It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to bed either way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, no, I think we take this one. I, my prediction is, uh, at least now, I don't know if that's what I did two weeks ago, but uh, I say we win this 3-1. Uh, I don't expect a clean sheets, but I think we get our goals, and I think we win this 3-1. Um, I don't know. I, like, I don't know why everybody coming back and the team being kind of like more, I would think, focused, extra focused almost. I almost expect like a, like a Champions League game kind of a performance in terms of like you really focusing on the game on hand. So I'm going to go with 3-1. What do you have? I, I like a
0: 3-1. Um, <laughs> who doesn't like a 3-1? I, I like the idea of a 3-1. I don't really care for a clean sheet. Um, obviously, we've got Adrian in nets and I, I'm not slating the man at all. I actually think he's done really well for us. Um I won't even begin to open that kettle of fish uh because if you look online there's all sorts of horrible things towards him, but um he probably will let one slip, but he he does well i feel in nets um anyway, moving on i think i i usually when when I'm under the gun, I like to throw out the boring one nils, but we don't do boring one nils anymore nope. uh so you know, it it's it's difficult. Um I'll go I'll one up you with your three one. I'll go a four one. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. And look, let's let's not uh, be bashful here because Everton are doing well. They're a good team. Um Dominic Calverloon's on fire. Um as I know with Fantasy League because I haven't got him in my team. <laughs> <laughs> um I still yeah.
2: have that disease of having specific bias towards some players. I know, I uh, i tell you a so, good one I seen there the out. other
0: day. Somebody had made uh, an, an entire team of as many penalty kick takers as you could find, as you could possibly get on your team, which is mental, but it just might work. Yes, it's a good there's strategy. A record, there's a record amount of penalties going in at, at the current rate um, for this Premier League season. I think if it continues... It's going to break it. I read something that if it continues at this pace, it'll break the record by January or some crazy thing like that. I, I, I'm probably wrong. I probably should have fact-checked it. But anyway, it it's, it is, at this current rate, going to surpass all the leagues. Um, I can see Everton getting at least a goal, which, you know, I think, uh, back to the Adrian thing, I think it, he's not really... Um, to blame for, for all this hostility that he's getting. but um, No, I mean,
2: aside from the first goal, I mean, you know, three of them were deflections. yeah, And he did save a bunch of one-on-ones, if you think about it, if you yeah, go yeah. back. Uh, I mean, the, the key thing is, I think that you get with, like, you know, Becker is he's always good for a crucial save. When the game is tied or when the game is only 1 0 and stuff like that. I don't know what it is, but that crucial save he's got always the comes he's, from him.
0: Yeah, he's got and that.
2: What do you mean with Adrian? I mean, I don't know. I think he's getting bashed way too much. He has made a mistake. Like I say, the first call, okay, on him, and maybe it does set a tone in a negative way. I understand that, but I just don't see how people, I mean, people were like calling to see, like, you know, if maybe we should put Karius back on and stuff. But yeah. Do you have that short-term of a memory yeah. that you know you forgot everything I did the last two years? But then you're gonna put Carreras back?
0: Is it, I mean, would not? I would obviously prefer to see Kelleher in nets because not only do the club think quite highly of him, even though we've just signed uh, another young goalkeeper, um, Patulaga or, or something Somewhere like that, that, like a Brazilian kid. Brazilian kid, yeah. Um, and he's around the same age as Kevin Kelleher, which, you know, I have a, a fondness towards um, because he's Irish. I always like an Irishman in our team. I was going to say, I sense a history also motive. of motive. We've <laughs> had a history of good Irish people in our winning teams like Steve Finnan, Staunton, John Aldridge. I mean, uh, Staunton. We, you know, we've got we've got a quality Irish background and a quality Scottish background, which is why I love Robo so much. But um, we'll talk a wee bit about the team news. Um, 'Cause obviously we have been talking about Adrian. and Adrian's gonna be deputising again for um Becker and Mane and Thiago are gonna be back fit again from um the current climate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um and that's really about it. Uh I know Madap's back in training, but I don't don't think he'd probably be be risked um in in such a high uh Pressure game, high intensity game. Um, I know Everton are looking at uh, Dinia, uh who had a minor knee knock on international duty. Um, Seamus Coleman, Allen, and Andre Gomez have all returned to training this week and are under consideration, but Holgate is um, is going to be missing the the game of the weekend. So. I think four one and three one sounds good enough to me.
2: <laughs> it sounds good enough to me. I still feel like we will start with our regular old school midfields, uh, you know, like Fabinho, Henderson, and Genie. Uh, but I mean, God, man, what a luxury to be able to bring Thiago
0: off the bench if you need to, or you know, Thiago and Hada off of the whatever. bench sounds just lovely. And then maybe Devak as well. Why not?
2: Yeah, if we're up 3-1, then I will go with your prediction. Divac will come in to score the fourth is get his traditional Everton goal. But but yeah, those, I mean, like, just let's get the three points. 3-1, 4-1 sounds good because it sounds like it'll be less stressful. I don't want to be stressing at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, Not a great start to my Saturday. So let's start the weekend good. And then there's some good games throughout too, so... Uh, including Layla playing my daughter. So uh, once I excellent. watch that, I'll be going back into the Premier League games. But um, yeah, let's get the three points. The rest is icing on the cake.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other little thing, and then I'll, I'll I'll toss it over to you if you've got anything else you'd like to mention before we can um, close up here for the evening, is uh, I did see Mo Salah on Instagram uh, with his daughter. As you, oh, yes. As you brought up your daughter. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it listeners, it is epic. It's Mo Salah and his daughter as, um, the, uh, superheroes. Uh, what do you call them? The, uh, is it the Incredibles? The Incredibles. That's it. And the entire room, it looks like, um, it looks like a Reese's advert slash with <laughs> <laughs> the Incredibles. Cause everything's just, you know, Halloween colors, um, costumes, superhero. I mean, that's, That's Mo Salah, right there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Just um, his his daughter has uh, has got it made with that dad. Like he he looks like such a happy, easy go, easy easy come, easy go guy. Like he he's a great guy um, by all accounts. But uh, the the photographs with him and his daughter just really warm your heart up, don't they? Yeah,
2: I mean, dude is an awesome dude. I mean, you know that video that went viral. Uh, like when we, like three weeks ago or so at the gas station with like the homeless yeah, person and stuff. Yeah. I think things like that mean so much more because I don't know, you sometimes see, you know, like celebrities doing things and the entire media happens to be there somehow. Uh, but whereas this is just caught on CCTV. I think it just shows that he's a genuinely nice guy that means to do well for others. Uh, I, that's the thing I find this team to be like very likable. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are times where, heck, as a Liverpool fan, and you know, like growing up, uh, you know, as a Fanarbacha fan, sometimes you are rooting for a guy because he happens to be wearing the jersey. Yeah. Uh, and he's not really like that much of a likable dude. Uh, but I feel like in on this team, it is a very very likable squad, and that's probably why it's such a good locker like a locker room because of the you know the personalities in there, and that's all about recruiting. And you were saying, you know, like I mean, that's probably the only thing I have that I've been kind of like watching over the last two weeks is the player bashing that happens. Is so I mean, and you know, there's a fine line between criticizing people and then just totally like bashing somebody to the point that, you know, they're worthless. I mean, like, what happened to Nico, for example, a couple of weeks ago? And then, deplorable. you know, like, Absolutely all this week, you, yeah, the stuff you read about what people write about Gomez and what people write about Adrian and stuff like that, you may not like a player or you may feel like he's not good enough and stuff. I can understand those, but how a guy that brought you trophies and part of a team that brought you all these trophies that you waited freaking three decades for is selling a piece of shit is beyond me. And I that's mean, the, thing the that really psycho enemies,
0: the psychoanalys- yeah. of it is, you know, well, y- you know, you're you're, <laughs> you're not going to do any better. You could put me in nets. I'm, y- you know, you you'd hate <laughs> me in nets as well. But like to psychoanalyze it, it's like, right? Well, oh well, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh and a bit too general. But maybe things aren't going too great for you at the time, and you're like, oh well. It's Liverpool's fault. It's Adrian's fault and take it out on him and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, there's, there's no need for you to spout off at the mouth um, and create hate and throw it out onto the world. All because, you know, things didn't go our way. I, I, and back to talking about the team as a whole as being just a group of good people. It's, you know, they, they didn't get like that overnight. It it it's a it's a growing process. Everybody learns. You, you should learn something every day, um, whether it's through a mistake or not. Um, I feel like all those people who who do abuse people online. It's like, come on, we've all got better stuff to do with your day. You know, like th- what's the point? You're not doing any good. Like he, it's not going to get through to them. You think like if anything, it's going to do a detrimental yeah, thing. Exactly. You know, it, it's it's not. It's not conducive to a, a good um, fan base or relationship, um, which Liverpool are renowned for. It you know you can only tell by looking at our rivals and our rival supporters. Not only are they jealous of Klopp for and our squad, our team for our um, achievements in the past couple of years, but they're they're jealous of that cohesion, that uh, that adhesive, um, that quality that that just is the backbone of of our of all of our squad you know like and and even we talked about Karius like when Karius came back to train with us there was a photograph with all three of the keepers together you know it's not like yeah as much as we all love to throw it out that yeah he he ruined the the Champions League We, we could already have seven Champions Leagues blah 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 um it happened it to get we we can all get over it. You know nothing I say, nothing you say, nothing the person down the road says, nothing somebody says on Facebook is going to change any of that. So, you know, let's just. Um, yeah.
2: I think it's like you know there's a, and people take this sometimes as oh we can't criticize him. Yes, you can criticize him, but it's one thing to say that was his error, he should have tracked back, he should have done this. I understand that, or you can say I feel like he'll be better than this person and stuff, and I understand that too. We all have opinions. And I mean, it's what we do, it's what we do on the sites, and what we do on the Facebook groups. That's how we, I mean, it's not like we're coaching the team, but we, we're coming up with a lineup and stuff. You know, it's not like they're going to lead my lineup. Yeah. But it's one thing to say those things and have an opinion about it, and then, or, and as opposed to that, come back and say, you know, Gomez is shit or Adrian is shit and stuff. I just do not understand that. And, you know, going at that's one thing in the groups, and then there's the other extreme moron level. The, the peak moron level where you, you know, directly tweet the guy and stuff like that. And it's not, I mean, you started with Lakers. You can come back full circle. We can finish with Lakers if yeah, you want. Yeah. I mean, like that shot at the end of game five, like Danny Green missed like a wide open three. I'm not a basketball guy, but there's a three-point shot. But. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he missed a wide open shot and the guy was getting death threats. It's not even like he lost the championship. He was like, they went to game six instead. you know. And then he was getting death threats. His girlfriend or fiance or whatever was getting My death God. threats. I mean, it's a freaking sport. It's meant, supposed to be for entertainment. And I think you are right. Sometimes people, especially in this current climate, uh, take out their Dang. frustrations. <laughs> they got their frustrations on it. But honestly, to be, let's be fair. That's just an excuse. That shit has happened even before this current climate and the old climate too. Yeah. So it's just some people don't know how to be a fan or just take it to the extreme and stuff. And it's
0: something that happens with goalkeepers a lot. Like, I remember David James. <clears throat> the, oh, yeah. the the old joke used to be, what's the difference between Michael Schumacher and David James? One can take a corner and the other one can't. <laughs> like, that was the running joke at the time, Like because James was useless in the air. But you know, it, it, it it's it's a it's a very fine line that yeah. goalkeepers tread, and that's not just a pun. They they are either heroes or destitute in the blink of an eye, and it it goes back to again two and a half years of being unbeatable, literally unbeatable. Two and a half years. You take things like a freak goal or a deflection goal or three of them for granted. You know, it, it, it happens. It just so happens that three of them happened, you know. So, like I said, it's a very fine line. It's a knife's edge that goalkeepers are on. And they're either saviors or next week's trash.
2: I think the fact that, and this is why I would never be a goalie—not to mention I suck at it—but um, is the fact that they don't really get as much of a chance to make up for things. If you're a striker, you know, you miss one, you miss two, you miss a sitter, you miss a Sterling, but then you know you can come back <laughs> and like score, yeah. uh, and then you know, like suddenly you're the hero again, and everything you miss goes down the drain. Like nobody even cares anymore. Yeah, uh, that's a great you're a point goalie. Because... You can save like 15. Yeah. The 16th one goes in because of your error and you are the reason the team lost and i think that's why it's such a you have to be you,
0: you have gotta to celebrate a memory. like a goal you know yeah, I mean,
2: you have to have like a mental uh like strength to be able to do that gig and be able to erase everything that happens because like i say it's very difficult to kind of keep your focus and not get down when you make a mistake because there's really not a lot you can do to kind of like make up for it you can go off on a score to make up for that. I mean, even as a midfielder defender, you can kind of do so many little things during the game to build your confidence up whereas the goalie doesn't get that opportunity as much, especially when you play for a top team, because you might not be facing as many shots. Uh, Whereas, you know, if you're like, you know, sitting back and getting shots left and right, you know, sometimes we play against teams where like, man, the goalie was standing on his head. Well, yeah, because he's getting shots and right. And sometimes that keeps momentum and builds confidence. Whereas if you're a team where you're only getting the ball at your goal four times, and that's what makes, I think, Becker so special to be able to keep that focus and make that crucial save. But... Yeah, that was my main rant, was people kind of like going off on, like I say, it's okay to criticize. You just got to understand. And I know whole people understand what I mean when I say the difference between giving an opinion and just like trashing a player who's brought glory over the last two years. All these guys that people are bashing were part of this team last year. So let's not forget that.
0: Of course. And, you know, I, I hate to say it one more time, but in this current climate, <laughs> it's... It's difficult for people to, it, well, it's difficult for me. I'll speak personally because I think that's easier. It's difficult for me to break apart, you know, daily life conversations, which you can't necessarily have anymore um, with certain people because you're, you're not being as social anymore. Um, so you have these conversations online and, you know, uh, opinions are, are, unfortunately, everyone has one. The, you know, we're, we're all entitled to our opinion, but it's based on, you know, it's based on nothing, really. It's based on your own biological chemistry. It, it, you, you're, you're basing it maybe on some facts, something maybe you heard at the pub months ago. You know, you, let's be honest. We're, none of us are experts. All of our opinions matter very little. So, you know, just just take your, your public persona with a grain of salt. And let the professionals talk about it. Like, last week we spoke about Klopp. Uh, Matush said something about Klopp being asked about COVID. He's like, why are you asking me? I'm a football manager. Ask the doctors. Ask the scientists, you know. Let, you, let's be honest. The the average man down the pub isn't going to do the job that Klopp does. So we all have faith in in the people behind the scenes at Liverpool. So, you know, let them... Let them do their job. It's okay
2: to have an idea and a suggestion and say, I I think this will be better or whatever. That's I can totally understand that. And that's why we do this. And that's part of the fun. And that's part of the banter and stuff. But that is different than calling somebody told shit in like because of one game somehow or, you know, like attacking them on social media and stuff like that. You're absolutely right. Attacking people on
0: social media is the lowest of the low. Like, uh, I I wouldn't think that I know too many people that would do that, but God help me. If I ever see somebody that I know do that. Oh God, that's terrible. You know, why would you take time out of your day to message somebody you don't know, never met unless, you know, you have met them. Congratulations. You've, you've met a player. Um, Why would you take time out of your day? It just seems time wasted to me, you know? but on that unless we've got anything else to rant about which I no, mean that was my
2: rant I had to get off my chest I've been kind of like carrying it for the last 2 weeks since that Villa game ended so
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a a great time to be a Liverpool fan uh, it really is we've said it since we won number 6 and even before that the the 5 years that Klopp has has given us each day has been a a wonderful gift and long may it continue um cuz he's an absolute godsend. Amen he, to that. <laughs> he's uh, he's heaven sent. Um but yeah, we've got um, plenty more avenues for you to to get in touch with us um obviously on uh, Twitter, Instagram and on Facebook. We have our own page America Scouser on Facebook and uh LFC America as well. Um please do get in touch if you have any of those opinions that we do want and love to hear. Um, Regardless of whether they are based on fact or based on your own thoughts, it doesn't matter. We love to keep the conversation going here at American Scouser, and um, we're always online to talk. So don't be don't be uh, a stranger. Get out, reach out to us. Um, read the the wonderful articles done by um, the American Gerard there on the transfer rumours that are still going on. Um, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, which, let's be honest, the international break was a, a great little break for, uh, for the news articles there. Um, but other than that, folks, it's been a pleasure having you. And we will see you after the result of the Derby game. Let's do it. And uh, don't forget, folks, we are here all the time. Tune in. Uh, what is it? No, it's turn on, tune in, Cop out with us at American Scouser, folks, and um, up the reds, up the unbearable up red. the reds. To take her easy, mate. We'll see you next yes. time.
2: Thank you, sir. Uh...